Hey, everyone. Welcome to Too Legit to QT, where you can get it done with Tish and become the best version <laughs> of yourself with me, Koya. Today, we are. I don't like that. Okay. Okay. You always have to fight on tell here. Me, tell me, I can get what done with Tish? Get it done. Get it done with Tish. All right. And then what do I do with Koya? You become you can become the best version of yourself with me. <laughs> I'm not done with this, everybody. As you can see, we are so excited because we are here today with Ruder Waring. That's her I right pronounce there. it wearing. Oh, uh, wearing. No, I pronounce it wearing. You can pronounce it however you want. No, I want to get it right. Ruder no, do whatever wearing. you want. No, it's cool. I'd really just go by Ruder. Okay, Ruder. I'm uh, trying to get that to stick. And I mean, we 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 got it. Ruder, yeah, you know, Ruder just wearing, Ruder. Just, just, just Ruder. Ruder. That's oh, it. like just Beyonce. I just oh yeah. Like so you're just, like you're like Beyonce Ruder. Got it, Ruder. Yeah, got it. I think she's got a lot more talent than I do. <laughs> I'm not doing. That. <laughs> I mean, we're both from Texas, though. She's from H Town. Yeah. Yes. And what part yeah. are you from again? I'm from Lufkin, which is uh, about an hour and some change north east of Houston. Okay, okay. Out so in sticks, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay. How it is. I'm on like when I tell when I tell people where I'm at, I say, oh, the Charleston area, because I live in a place called Schulerville, which is what it it sounds like what it is. You it's know Schuler. <laughs> Schulerville. What does it sound like? It it's sounds just, like nowhere. It's just a village with a bunch of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think of when it's I like, hear Schulerville. Like, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Schulerville. I, I can't relate. I'm from like a inner city. so. <laughs> but I do say I'm from Richmond, California, which is right next to Oakland. So I do say I'm from you the San that. Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, you do. Because, yeah, it is smaller than Oakland or San Francisco. So, yeah. You, okay. So are you a Raiders fan or a San Francisco fan? You know, I'm a I'm a no fan because I don't really watch sports. Everybody oh like knows that about me. But my uncle played for a couple of months for the Raiders. So my family tells me that we're Raider fans, but I I don't watch any of that. Like, so. What's your jam then? Um, theater, musical <laughs> theater, <laughs> musical theater, um, film, TV, the arts, singing, acting, dancing. Like, I remember uh, my family, growing up, my family, I feel like he's interviewing us today, right? We're having a conversation, conversation. Yes, We're yes. having a conversation. Yes. But What's my supposed to happen? I don't know. Yeah. I don't do these no, things. No, yeah. <laughs> don't, okay. Just answer the main okay, okay, questions. Okay. So growing up, I remember all my family being downstairs watching whatever game was on, and I went to On a Sunday. On a Sunday. After and church. like. Yes, after church. Yes, yes, after yeah. church, always. Um, and then everybody finished eating. They were watching the game. And then I would go upstairs and like watch the Tony Awards. And it's <laughs> <laughs> funny is that, that you took you took something that happened every Sunday. You're like, we would always do this and always do this and I'll do this. And then I'd go up and watch the Tony Awards. I'm like, that was only one. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, okay, so like whenever we would go to like see an AIDS game, I would just bring a bunch of magazines because I like the camaraderie of being around everybody, but I would do a little bunch of games. So I would just What start magazine looking. would you bring? 
like at the time, Vogue, Teen Vogue, L, like a teenager. Oh my gosh! So that's what I that's what I would do. Just that's I what your Sundays look like. Yeah. yeah. So the Tonys are in the fall. Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay. yes. But it was always like, I would just, or I would just go upstairs and watch some romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like my what? Family. Ooh, like Love Jones. Oh or I- My best friend's wedding. My Yeah, best, ooh, my best, best friend's, friend's wedding. wedding. Um, What's something else? Anything Julia Roberts. Anything Julia Roberts, Runaway yeah. Bride. Anything mm -hmm. Julia Roberts. Yeah. Or Rob Marshall. Um, I also had a thing for Anna Green Gables. <laughs> I don't know if you know what Anna Green Gables is, but it's like a Canadian drama. They did a remake, but I was watching it like back, back, back in the day. Um, Little Princess Shirley. Yeah, they had, there was like some houses with green roofs. And it's, <laughs> they look like, it's, like older than the Partridge family. It's like, yes, it's yes. Like, um, like Gone with the Wind, Partridge family, Green yeah. Gables. No, exactly. I have no idea what the fuck. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you're like, yeah, that's no, it. I, I, I liked it. This is, you're so, I didn't realize how predictable you are. You're so predictable. What? Right? No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he my just, God. He's up. And he, and well, he like, said yeah. the greenhouses, and that's what it is in the thing. I know, but he doesn't even know that. But it's called oh, the Green right. Gables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is so predictable. Okay, I like Tish. It. <laughs> Tish, what yeah. about you? What would you do on Sundays? Watch football. Like my my actually your... my family, my family, they're like um Ravens fans. So that was a big thing. But my husband, he's a Carolina Panther fan. Mm -hmm. So right now this season, I'm like asking him, like, okay, can we have dinner? But is it a football night for you? <laughs> I'm like, is it football night? Okay, because Literally, if we have like dinner or something on a football night, he's gonna try to rush through dinner, and I'm just like, or he's gonna try to rush us home, and mm -hmm. we're just not even gonna like do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like football all day, every. And I'm I'm from the South South, so that's kind of like football is a thing. A you know, I'm from South Carolina. It's like a way of life. I'm you know, from Texas, and that's that's all we know. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Football, that's just football, yeah. football. So that does that mean that you're a Dallas fan? No, no okay. I mean, I'm not okay. a Dallas fan because I'm from the Houston area. Okay. And oh, what football team is there? The Houston Texans. Yeah, the Houston oh, Texans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you you were telling the truth when you said you don't follow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> That's all right. I, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I'll say something controversial because I think it's funny. Um, I think that musical theater is an expensive nap. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, what about Hamilton? That's musical theater. I know, but I'm saying maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chicago fell asleep in that. Just oh my out. god! What? Just, my dad. Every used to time I've <laughs> every time I'm gone, I'm just out. Oh, oh my god! No, so, you know, I, yeah. What's the one where the guy's like he wears the half a mask and the Phantom? Oh, yeah, Phantom, Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. I oh. love Phantom of the Opera. 
Uh, I just woke up when the chandelier kind of fell. Mm, and then yeah, I get, went back to sleep. A little dreary. It it can be. It can be. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying all musical theater is great, but I I do enjoy musical theater. I sang um, classical music many years, so like Italian arias go, and what. Go, go, <laughs> prove it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> It's beautiful. Well, I don't remember the that part in the song where you just break out laughing. Like, I, I just don't remember that part. Because she was laughing I at me. Nothing. <laughs> I said nothing. Ruder, I was laughing. here for full support. She was laughing. Full support. Full support. Anyway. Were y'all sitting on a bench? No, no we were sitting on two chairs. chairs. Oh, I didn't know if there was a bench and like Tish is kind of like, you know, when you giggle no, she and you like just start shaking. <laughs> Oh, and then you could feel it. Just no, laughing. I, I could feel her essence. She's no, right I, now I literally, I said nothing, Ruder. I was here for <laughs> No, you weren't. <laughs> Y'all are around each other a lot. We I what? can tell that. You're around each other a lot. We We're are. best friends. Yes, yeah, we, we are. are. You're more than that. <laughs> yeah, we, we literally, they did a whole article on our mm -hmm. friendship. Yeah. It's a thing. And yeah. Who's yeah. they? And women, women, <laughs> women, you should know. Women, you should know. Women, you should know. Uh, the the Women's Funding Network. Name, name them. Name the them. Us. No, he's saying them. He's saying them. Them is women, you should know. But he's saying name the women, which we can't. It's us. No, the women. I women. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I get that. Okay, I get that. <laughs> That's all he said. I'm not dealing with women today. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Speaking of people, Why? you should know, Ruder. Yes, we should know what? you because we wanna we wanna get to know you. Yes. So let's talk about you. Yes. So for everybody out there watching, Ruder is an actor. And wait, wait, how many people are watching? Can you tell? Well, no. as of now, we're recording, so nobody. Okay. <laughs> but they will see you. But they will uh, when okay. they listen to this episode. Do you have any people that we, they're like die hard, um, too legit to QT? Uh, yes. yes. Oh, and Mackenzie said yes. it was prolific. <laughs> Tommy McKenna. Yes. McKenna said it was prolific. Yeah. Yes, and McKenna? Mm -hmm. Yeah, McKenna. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Jess and McKenna. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, the oh loyal supporters. I'm not the two of you. <laughs> we do. No, seriously. We Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my God. It's going to be so hilarious. They're going to be like, oh my what's God. Go, what's going oh my on? God. I feel like this is like Callie's episode where we're just like laughing the entire time. I don't even oh remember gosh. what we talked about. If you could, you'll see you'll see the phone number to make donations at the bottom of the screen. We'll add oh that in gosh. later. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I can't. I can't. Okay. So, Ruder is an actor. He's also a producer, but he's also a father. Um, he's a father to. I did that first. Yes, he is a father. A father, first. A father yeah. first. He's a father to some amazing children in Hollywood. His son Garrett uh, was just on. Um, um, uh, 
Manifest. Manifest. Sorry. Just on manifest. It's Ruder. Ruder has me like all over the place. Was just on manifest. And we just want to talk to you a little bit about how you identified this amazing talent within your children and how you fostered that and honed that to help them with to help them become successful in the industry. When did you first identify that your children were talented in the arts? Um Frankly, I'm the one who wanted to do it. And there was a talent scout that came over and I was like, I want to do it. And she's like, what about your kids? And she saw the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then my dog pissed on her lap. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she was in oh. this white dress. And it was I know. And then she was just like, uh, and I go, eh, he likes you. I mean, that just that's a sign of affection. <laughs> And then she's like, well, what about your kids anyway? And so the three of the kids signed up for this talent scouts program. Her name's Nikki Peterson and she's fantastic. And I put you in touch with her because yeah, I think yeah. that uh, you should meet up with her as well. But I've always had an interest when I was a kid. And then I guess what led to, I mean, on a serious note, it was my daughter used to be on a traveling volleyball team, like on a national team. And I played collegiately and when she was in sixth grade, I told her that she's not going to make a D one volleyball team if she doesn't hustle more. Um, and she was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to college. And I was like, Oh yeah. Where, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm going to be an actress. And I was like, Oh yeah. What you done. That's going to make you an actress by sixth grade. And she was like, I was in this play at school and that play. And, <laughs> I was like, man, you're killing it. <laughs> so I thought maybe there was another route to go. And from the town that we're, we live in, it's called uh, College Station. There's a sister town called uh, Bryan. Uh, I knew of a, a sister and brother team that had gone through the program. Um, Ricky, I mean, uh, Rico and Rainy Rodriguez. And Rico is on or was at the time on Modern Family and Rainy was on a number of different uh, Disney shows. And I was like, well, if my daughter really wants to go through with this, we should probably contact somebody who knows more about it than maybe the drama school at um, you know her elementary school or something. So contacted Nikki, she came over. I was serious, I wanted to do it too, but um, <laughs> I really did contact her for my kids or my daughter. And then she looked at both of my other kids and she was like, what about them? And cause we had these three big pictures of them. I don't have them anymore or they're in the garage or somewhere, um, but I'll sell them to um, either one of you two loyal customers uh, for the low, low price of twenty nine ninety nine plus shipping. And click the link below. Yeah. You hear that dress okay. Tess and McKenna? Jess McKenna, shipping is five thousand dollars a week. Each I'm dying. <laughs> what is shipping five thousand dollars? I got five thousand dollars. I got five thousand dollars. Um. So then, she had like the four of us for a second. Like four of us were going to be in the program, and then she calls. Like she and my wife 
talk to each other. My wife's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> who are you? And why, why did you just like lock down my family? And so she's like, no, we're like legit. And then turns out we knew other people who had gone through a program. And then Nikki called back like a week later and she was like, well, you actually don't need to go through the program talking to me. And I was like, what? Why, don't, why wouldn't I need to go through the program? You don't love me. You know, that kind of thing. Oh. It's like, no, you'll meet people and you'll just naturally migrate into it. There's no need for you to do it when you have three kids that are going through. Mm-hmm. So the three kids went through and they were all very successful. And uh, Garrett won like most sought after talent that mm-hmm. year. And I think model of the year or something like that. And it was it was really an embarrassment of riches when we were there because it's like my kids were constantly getting awards. Um, I'm not patting myself on the back. You can <laughs> check out my my YouTube channel that I'm about to launch, and it's just about my kids getting these awards. And it's my <laughs> shock and surprise every single time they went up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> then we uh, we're like, well, it's, I guess if the kids are getting signed by these agents, we should probably move. So we knew some other people that were in the program with us, and there were there was like five of us, and another mom, and a daughter, and another girl. And we all moved into a two-bedroom loft. Oh wow! For three minutes, and we crammed in there. Uh, it was fucking awful. Oh my gosh! But we made it through, and that spring, we were successful, and the kids got to be in a commercial for the Beverly Hills Library. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what one of my friends did. Uh, I met this guy. Uh, he's a great guy. And then we went home for the summer. We went back in the fall. And, you know, we're just like, are we doing the right thing? And then we had talked to some people who said, you know, you just need to do student films. And you have USC and UCLA and AFI. And, uh, some really great programs right there. Just go do thesis projects. And so that's what, oh, Dodgers hit a home run. Woohoo! I know this is, uh, by the time this comes out, this game will be over. But Trey Turner just hit a home run. We're up one to nothing. Bottom of the first. Uh, so then we went back, did a bunch of student films. And it was like late in like October, October, November, something like that. It was around Christmas time. Garrett had gotten this audition for this movie with Dustin Hoffman and Kathy Bates. And we're like, Oh my gosh, it's like this. It's a, like a worldwide search that they did for it. And he went in a, a few times for it. And then he ends up going back for the callbacks and he's not a trained singer at all. And he had been working on it to his credit. And he goes in and they're like, uh, I think he's supposed to sing like Battle Hymn of the Republic. And mm. that's what he's supposed to do in the movie. So he goes in and the director's like, um, you know, does his read with them. It's great. 
then he says, all right, sing a song for me. And he's about to do Battle Hymn of the Republic. He's like, no, nah, I've heard that too much. Sing another song. And he's like, um, I don't really know any other songs, but um, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas <laughs> everywhere you go. And he just made up the words. Like, totally didn't even know the words to the song. Makes them up right there. And they were like, oh my gosh, you're an improviser too. And so then we went back home to Texas and it was like early January and uh, I'm, I'm just like struggling with the whole, like going to California because we're just like, you haven't really had any success. Doing student films is, is certainly a step but it's not like ooh, that's why we went through this whole program mm -hmm. and you know, we were a little and i get pretty emotional about things not that i throw shoes at dogs or um i just <laughs> cry um no i don't throw shoes at dogs i said i don't he actually <laughs> loves his pets he told me about his cat guys he loves his can pets. i can yeah. i just give you a little segue of a joke that i heard once that I thought was really funny. Um, <laughs> there's this comedian and he's like, got to go to dinner at his girlfriend's place. And, and she's like, you know, just be prepared because you're going to have to say thanks for something that you're thankful for. And he's like, I'm really uncomfortable about this. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't do well in these kind of situations. And, and, uh, and I apologize. It, I, I just realized is the, is the screen shaking sometimes because you're in my lap right now. And sometimes when I move, I just notice that it goes like that. Oh, yeah, it's on it the pillow. Okay. It's, fine. it's okay. It's fine. It's not overly distracting. It's okay. How about yeah. now? It's on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's just like, all right, I've got to think, got to think, don't say anything weird. Don't say anything weird. And, like they're all going, I'm thankful for my grandmother and I'm thankful for my school. I'm thankful for this food. And it gets to him and he's like, I'm thankful that I'm not sexually attracted to young boys. And everybody's like, what? And he goes, no, 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 I said, I'm not. I'm not sexually attracted to young boys. That's what I'm happy about. And his girlfriend's like, why would you ever say anything like that? That's so stupid. And he's like, I didn't know what else to come up with. So oh anyway. My I just oh thought that's God, a funny word. <laughs> so then oh we're um, oh we're God. like it's January and we're about to go back and like I'm like kind of teary eyed and like are we making the right decision because we, we look at the lives of these three kids that look up to us and um, we feed and clothe and bathe. And, no, I'm just kidding. We don't bathe them when they're <laughs> ten; they do it themselves. Uh, so we're we're just like, should we go or not? And then we're on the trip and we, we make it to LA, we're unpacking and an email comes in that Garrett's got to have a, um, a camera test with Dustin Hoffman the following weekend in, uh, where did we go? Princeton, New Jersey. Mm. And I remember he was outside, like at, at this time we had moved up and now it was just the five of us living in an apartment, um, a little two bedroom apartment. And 
I kicked the trash can. I was so happy. That's all. Not a dog, just the trash can. And I was so excited. And I started yelling at him like, like I was mad, but I wasn't because I was happy. And he's like, he comes upstairs. And he's like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, you're going to see Dustin Hoffman? And I'm all crying and hug him. And then uh, we had a meeting with him. Oh, hold on. I just got a text and I just have to, just in case it's one of you. Why are you texting me? <laughs> okay. Sit up straight. Sorry. Oh there we go. <laughs> I feel like, Ritter, are you, like, have you ever um, considered doing stand up comedy? I have. Really I did stand up comedy one time. Thank you. Um, I did it one time and I told a joke that someone didn't like and I looked at her and said I don't go to Taco Bell and slap the dicks out of your mouth so don't (laughs) tell me what to say oh my gosh (laughs) and that was my career (laughs) oh no I think you should keep going (laughs) I think you should keep going I do I don't know I think we're in a world now where you like every fifth word that comes out of my mouth offends people and so i'm like well that's why i'm you gotta, genuinely concerned about talking and well you have things. to you have to root yourself in that you should start like a mm-hmm. comedic podcast or something where that's just your thing where people know like also too like you know certain comics where they say like i know that i'm going to say some super obscene things and then you already know like you're are they just don't like, apo- are they just don't apologize yeah they're like unapologetic about it they're just like yeah i I kind of just, I just forget to tell people that I should have like a tattoo or a shirt that just says, I remember the parental advisory that used to come on CDs back in the day. (laughs) Parental advisory. Nobody's more. Okay. Charlamagne Agard. He is, he just says whatever he wants to say and people just love him. Yeah. I I feel like also too, different comedians, they have their own like, their own audience, right? So like one comedian doesn't appeal to this audience, whereas the other comedian won't appeal to another. Yeah, like, like, I'm a huge fan people. of Tom Segura and yeah. Dave Chappelle. Like yeah. they're my dudes, I love them. Yeah. Them. I think they're amazing. Yeah. And people will understand your type of comedy. We just gotta, we just gotta find your tribe. <laughs> I think so. I think some people would go right over their head, and then when they watch it for the fifth time, they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's what that word meant." So, so, but Ruder, when did you? When it? When? What point in your journey did you finally get your first like big opportunity? Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) What do you? What do you consider a big opportunity? Meaning that, like, your first like paying real paying job that's what i for me that's that's when i i would say i felt like i was like doing something when i got my first like real paying job okay the first time that i thought that i was like oh i damn it milwaukee tied it up uh, it's one <laughs> uh garrett was on a movie called independence day resurgence and mm-hmm. um by the way, if you guys know Jesse Usher, um, he's amazing. He's a fantastic human being. Um, he's on the boys right now, and I love that guy. Uh, he was just so nice to hang out with and got to meet him on that set. And um, 
But anyway, that's a segue. I remember that one of the producers was like, oh man, I got to cast a guy who can uh, be like a White House staffer getting all the stuff out of the White House right before it blows up. And Garrett goes, my dad can do that. <laughs> and they're like, really? They're like, yeah, he's already here. Like, may as well just let it, have him do it. And they're like, well, um, here are the lines. Like, put it on tape. So Garrett tapes me doing it. And we send it to him. And uh, we, I remember we were driving to set one day. I think we, we sent it from the hotel. And so we're driving to set. And they call. And they were like, yeah, you're good. We, we all send it around. We all agree. Uh, Fox agrees. And you're now... You know, the White House staffer who's got to get everybody out. And I'm, I'm like tearing up. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in a movie with my kid. And, uh, and I was also I was in uh, uh, boy choir. Mm-hmm. I was a priest. And then uh, Garrett's sister, Mackenzie, was also in that movie. She plays his uh, like half sister. So we had the three of us that were in that movie. And then I'm also in White House. Uh, not White House down. Um, Independence Day Resurgence. Mm-hmm. But so I get there. I've got like 200 extras. We've got all these like helicopters and like all this mayhem going on and all these military people. And I'm the one that's there like telling everybody where to go. And it's this massive set. And I get to do all that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And, and I, by then I had known, you know, I got to know the dp and you know the camera operators and they're like dude hit hit this mark right here like don't miss it because this is a super tight shot on you and you're gonna love it and so i hit it and i and garrett like took some pictures of it and i was like oh my god i do love that and then the movie comes out and we're so excited and they cut that scene and i'm like ah. <laughs> and then i talked to a friend of mine who's a a producer about it and he's like yeah they just decided they weren't going to mess with the white house this time so mm, you're yeah. seeing that cut but you can see it on the dvd um so let me go get that i'll play it for you right now <laughs> and that way you, you all can see it like that des and mckenna yes kenzie Jess and mckenna mckenna <laughs> they're gonna probably go out and get it my, Tell my now, they're gonna be so excited that like we're shouting them out like this, but Reuters, you've, so you've done quite a bit of um, movies with Garrett. I saw that. Like, what's your experience like working with Yeah, him? I'm in every movie he's in. <laughs> you guys are like, I was like, oh, okay. Like there, there's Reuter, there's Garrett, there's Reuter, there's Garrett. Yeah. It's also we've, really uh, see though. It's yeah. been pretty cool. We, uh, it, it, it wasn't designed that way necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, he just needed to have a guardian on mm. set, yeah. and and then they're like, I mean, when you're on set every single day, there's always going to be something. They're like, hey, can you play this guy, or can you just stand in here or do this? And then they're like, look, well, I can actually say words and chew gum, and I can throw a ball. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, then play a preacher. <laughs> and so that's how I got to be the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first movie, and then I don't have the list in front of me. Um, yeah, because it's so long. 
No, it's actually just because I'm getting older and I forget shit. What? Oh my gosh. But <laughs> I can't. There was um there's this movie we did called Perfect that like we met the director at the gym. Hmm. And he thought Garrett was 18 at the time and at the time I think Garrett was 14 and he's like, "Oh, you know, and he's like, how old is Garrett?" And I was like, "Hey, he's 14." And it's like, "Oh, man, I thought he was 18." And I was like, well, "Well, why?" And <laughs> hold on, I have to let this thought leave. <laughs> Uh, okay so it's he says well it's because he's like he's got to be naked in the movie and he's around naked women the whole time and you know there's sexual content and Mm -hmm. he's got to like shoot somebody and burn somebody Uh, he's got to eat a baby and i was like hmm this sounds really interesting (laughs) um tell me more so he sends me the script and I was like, this is great. Let's, let's do it. And he's like, well, we're looking at, you know, we need a producer and we need some financing. And I was like, well, I'll do that. I've never done that before. Let's do it. And so Garrett um, signed on to it. And then I, I signed on to produce it. And then, like after we did boy choir, we were, I'm going back a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So now this is the flashback part of the, the story. <laughs> <laughs> we're with you. Get, we're with you. Bruno. We're with you Bruno. That's right. Uh, we're hiking and there's this uh, female that we kind of recognize and she's with she's got some dogs and they're hiking along and garrett loves dogs and i do too and because i don't throw shoes at them and he was like i like your dogs and i was like me too because i i want to pet your dog and so we start petting the dogs and then he, he like rats me out and he's like my dad said i could have a german shepherd if i let a movie but i let a movie and he didn't get me a german shepherd and i like your german shepherd and she was like, oh, that's so sweet. What movie were you in? He was like, it was Boy Choir with Dustin Hoffman and Kathy Bates. And she was like, oh, well, I, I know some of them. And he's, he was like, what's your name? And she's like, my name's Abby. And he's like, well, I'm Garrett. And I was like, you look familiar. And she was like, yeah, I was in RoboCop that just came out. I was like, oh, you're Abby Cornish. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah. And that was pretty much the interaction. Like, we hiked for a little bit. And I was like, you know exchanged Instagram and kind of we'll see you later. And fast forward a couple of years, just out of the blue, we were like, Hey, Garrett was like, what if Abby played my mom in perfect? I was like, I don't know. I'll reach out and ask her. So we reached out and she was like, yeah, I'll play your mom. That'd be cool. And so then she came aboard and then, Uh, then other actors came on and then we ended up making that film and we went to South by Southwest with it. And, um, we ended up going to Sitges in Spain with it. We were, Mm -hmm. um, filming another movie in Switzerland and there, there's another movie where I'm in just because I'm around. 
and I'm a cop. And then they said, you can say whatever you want. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah, you can say anything you want. I was like, awesome. And then Garrett later on is like, I don't know. I don't remember what you said, but you had all of them just rolling the whole time. <laughs> and uh, so that's, but that one hasn't come out yet. And coincidentally, I emailed the producer early this morning at like 2.30. It was like, hey, remember that movie we shot four years ago? <laughs> when is that coming out? Because um, I haven't heard anything about it or seen anything, but I'm excited about it. Hmm. So we were in that one together. And then I'll ask the questions. What movies have you been in? I'm listening. <laughs> but, but you know, it's it's really interesting because what I what I really love about this, and it's it's kind of like this thing you hear a lot of the times about like kids who have parents, like how they're like a certain way. What I really love about what you're saying, Garrett, is really your really your luck because. You said that, oh, I'm excited to be in a movie with my son, and it was Independence Day. Now mm -hmm. I'm excited to be in a movie with all of these celebrities. Yeah. So I think there's something really beautiful to hear when really the person that you look up or that you want to work with most. <laughs> no, you're going to make me cry. Like, <laughs> hold on. I'm, hold on. I want to show you this one photo if I can find it. Um, I've got I have this one. Like I'm, I'm super happy with this one. So in this photo is, there. So oh, there's Nick. Yeah. So there's one of my best friends, Nick, and then mm -hmm. right next to him is my son Garrett, and yeah, then yeah. I'm over here. Um, well, that's there, and then that's me right there. That's in our movie that just came out. Mm -hmm. oh, that's gone. Yes, that was. So I love the fact of like being in films with um, like my friends and like here's here's my Nick and Garrett. Oh, I love that. So nice. And then um, there's me and Garrett. And <laughs> we're in this movie called God is a Bullet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we're like we're not the best people. Like we're bad people in this movie. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that for everybody is, watching, God is a Bullet is the film that you both did with Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah, Jamie Foxx, um, Nikolai Coster-Waldau from Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Tucker, um, Ethan Suplee. Mm. Let's see who else, January Jones from Mad Men. Uh, Paul Johansson from what, One Tree Hill. Oh, I just yeah. know him as PJ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really just know him as PJ from the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean, that's how I met uh, Nick is through the gym. And then uh, we just were like, hey, let's do this movie together. And so I jumped on and he had been working on it for I think 18 years at the time. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to learn and, you know, here's somebody that, uh, of course I just know him as Nick from the gym. And then he's made a lot of, he's made John Q and Alpha Dog and The Notebook and um, some amazing films. And, but it's, I think there's this, this camaraderie that 
I, I, we were on the phone today with um, Abby Cornish, and she was talking about how she still loves film and she's like gobbles up content and she's loves it as much today. Damn it. We're down three to one as much today as she did back in the past. And, and that spark. And, and I think sometimes, um, hold on. I'm going to see if I can find this other photo. Because so I really like it. Yeah, it's, it's, He's so it's, proud. But we were even talking about that the other day. I think one of the things that I love is that you, you are, we talked about this, like parents supporting their children when they say that they want to do something in the arts. Oh, yes. I love that. Am I holding it right? Yes. Yeah. That's Garrett in the driver's seat. In the Jeep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me saying hello. You're number one. Yes, yeah. I love that. With the long it hair, like you guys had a blast. <laughs> was it like what? It looks like you guys all had a blast. Like, um, yeah, we're fun. good actors. <laughs> you, yeah. I think you had fun. Yeah, it was hard. I want to know. Uh, it was fun. It was fun, but it was hard. I did learn not to be a uh, method actor, and I learned that you can't be your like if you're playing a really bad person. You can't just go around being a bad person all the time. Mm, yeah. That yeah. was a big learning curve for me. Mm, yeah. But us, so how have you, because you both of you, when we when we met you, you were so grounded. Mm -hmm. And you know, we sometimes when you go out and you meet people who have achieved as much as you guys have been able to achieve, they're just not that grounded. So how are you able to keep yourself that way and mm -hmm. also your family? I appreciate the compliment. Uh, I don't feel like I've achieved anything, really. Um, like I love the industry, but I find it so frustrating at times too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're you want so much for it to happen now, and then Nikki, I referenced her a while back. She early on she was like enjoy the the ride and you know be present for all of the experiences and one of the things that that i learned from garrett because we will go hiking like whenever we go somewhere we usually like climb to the highest point of wherever we are or like we'll sneak into the elevator shafts not the elevator shafts but like the stair shafts and we'll like climb up on the top of a building and get on the roof and um but i don't really like i'll go all the way up there and i'll be there for a second take a picture and i'm like it's jet and he's like dude like you worked all this time to get up here like enjoy it just like sit here for a minute and we were we were at, at mount bernal in mexico uh, earlier this summer, it's the third largest rock in the continental United States. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in the world, oh, you see me I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's the third largest rock in the world. Okay. <laughs> and and you know, we, I'm so gullible. Like, so gullible <laughs> you tell me something. Like, like, this is true. Right? This is a. This is true. It's not in the continental United States. It's actually in the world because, yeah, but we were. Uh, we're in Mexico and Me Mexico is actually like Mexico city. It's like 7,500 feet. Mm. Who knew? I mean, a lot of people did actually, but they knew it was more like 2,500 meters. 
Mm. Oh my god! I didn't know that. Oh wait, is he messing with us again? Oh yes, oh I am. And I'm like, okay, yeah, really? You know, oh, listen. In my mind, when you said that, I was like, twenty five hundred. That doesn't sound right. I went to Mexico City. I've never been though. Twenty five hundred meters. Nor have I researched. Google it. Google machine it right now. Are you telling the truth? Google machine me. Google machine me. Hold on. How do you spell that? Hold on. How do I, how do I spell Mexico? Hold on. City? We're gonna we're gonna Google this. No. You, Mexico you, City what? altitude. What? Da, na, I don't know. Elevation seven thousand three hundred forty nine. Okay, it is a minimum altitude of twenty two hundred yeah, meters. Damn above, it! Uh, I was wrong. You were right. Meters. Above sea level, yeah, surrounded by mountains and volcanoes that reach elevations of over five thousand meters. I'm just saying. So, so, so but the places around it reach over five thousand meters. I know, yep. but it's twenty two hundred. I, I, okay, I was you off. See how he had looking. <laughs> you, you have us looking because we're like, you are you? I don't know. I know. I wasn't I far off. No, you no, weren't. You weren't. No, you weren't. No, Wait, you weren't. You want to know what, Ruder? Something that you said kind of resonated with me. And I think it's just kind of one of those things that we kind of talk about on the pat um on the podcast is like measuring your success. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I realized as a person who's been working for like 11 years in the industry is that we tend to measure it by the glitz and glam. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Ruder. I have seen I have seen the top of the top people up in this industry, and they're not even they're not even working as much as you're working and or, doing. They would or have the lifestyle. I've met people even in New York where I'm like, I'm just wait, saying. this is this is it, and that's why it has just changed my perspective. Like, no, I'm literally serious. Yeah, yeah look at this. Look at this shit right here. Look at this pillow I got. <laughs> I Look love how it. Flush, that? flush and soft it is. Oh yes, oh yes. So See, soft. and that, but that's what I'm saying. Like we, but, but oh, yours for forty nine ninety five. Oh my god, we are not auctioning off your stuff. At the bottom. <laughs> We're not auctioning off your. We should, you know what? We should. We should auction off. We're not auction off his stuff. Jenny's not having. Dude, that. let's totally auction off my stuff. No, sure. Jenny likes oh, yeah. your stuff. And, that, and, and on, you can donate it to too legit to QT. No. Hold on, I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you, uh, what percentage do you want? I mean, I want 100%. No. It, well, hey, you know what? You know what I say that you're 100%? That's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, no. but one thing that I think is really interesting, though, is that you say that you like <laughs> measuring, <laughs> measuring your success. And I think it's something important to know that when you are a working artist, that is a success because it is hard. It is hard to be a working artist. Mm -hmm. It is so hard. So you have people out there and I've seen it. They do one job and then they don't do another job for five years. They do one job. They don't do another job for 10 years. Like, oh, so are we going to auction all of that? You know what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's like, you know what? You can He's like, up. you know what? You can because I have stuff to give. We have, he has stuff. You for can us. sell it on, um, what's the Poshmark? No, you should sell it on Facebook Marketplace. 
Oh, I realized that I was rude when I interrupted with my joke that was lasting too long um, about your compliment. And so I I do want to go back and listen to what you were saying about, you know, people working and and being able to, you know, acknowledge your successes, because I do think that's important. uh, And I don't do that. Yeah, and well, what what I will say is that everybody has the goal of wanting celebrity, but celebrity oh, comes I don't. From, celebrity comes from working. Like, so the goal I always think goal should be to work so that you can work your way into mm-hmm. like if celebrity is the ultimate goal, celebrity. But you know, because there's just two different types of celebrities. Mm-hmm. I always say that there's a working celebrity, and then there's celebrity who's just hot in that moment because maybe someone saw them and they're like, oh, they look really great. They're really sellable. And then they just throw them in roles or whatever. But when you're a working actor, that's the type of celebrity that you want to be. And you guys are working actors. So you're on your way Mm -hmm. and just take it. I mean, I, I love the process of trying to like figure out where I'm at so that I can know like, okay, this is my milestone. And eventually I'm going to hit this, but these are my successes. So I also think that you can have like, a t- like self-reflection, reader, self-reflection of your journey. I don't do that either. Well, you should. Mm-hmm. You should totally do it. You should totally do it. Self-reflection is something it brings. It pers- like it gives. It puts you in perspective. Yeah. Because well, I, it's it's hard. I have I have been on like I've done as she knows I've done over a thousand auditions right. And sometimes the people in the room who are the most talented they don't get the job, but the people who show up every single day finally you're going to be like all right they're showing up i know i can rely on them i know that they're not going to make me look bad because i've seen them a thousand times yeah they have the chops and i am just going to i'm going to give them this job not because they're not the most talented person but because i know that i can trust them and i think there's something about the trust that you build in your career with people who can trust you and give you opportunities and that in itself is a success because building a network is hard for people to trust you. And also- You know who else you guys, I think you should meet? Uh, Janet Vaughn. Janet okay. Vaughn? Yep, Janet Vaughn. <laughs> well, because gonna... always, Ruder's always saying, <laughs> you should be this person, you should be that person. They should Hold be- Hold on, I'm gonna send you her contact information right now. Okay. <laughs> He's, He's gonna text it. it. He's gonna text it to me. But I was gonna say also, um, Success, because you always say, we always talk about how success is interpretive, right? And everybody's definition of success is different. Um, For one person- Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like maybe being a homeowner, maybe doing a couple films, maybe that is their version of success. And then for other people, it's different. But one thing that I always do to try to, to try to, my version of trying to measure success is always like, I remember, that being in this industry, we're actually honoring our dreams by going after them every single day. And most people, most adults don't. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. you're out here living your dreams with your son and you're doing it as a Mm -hmm. family. And, you know, you're living a a dream that most people only dream about. And that's that's what makes it successful. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we forget that because I know I diminish my success all the time. And then people 
like, you're here, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm like, but I'm looking up. And and, and also it's like, right. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're also looking at somebody else who may have reached another height that you have it. So but that's the thing that, that happens a lot in mm-hmm. this industry. Yeah. But one thing that I feel like, um, like I'm I kind of great. Like, I'm still listening. <laughs> I love great. I feel like Ruder, I've kind of adapted in this industry after like working with some really, really like great people, high profile people working for a studio or whatnot. Um, I realized that I really just want to create films with people that I absolutely love making films with. And to me, oh, I can me do too. that if I can do that. Like if I can do that in my career for the rest of my career, that's success for me because I've already I've seen what that mountain type looks like, and it's not as goldish as and everybody's it looks. miserable yeah. on set. <laughs> I mean, it's, and, and I love to have, and when I'm on set, I love to have fun. Like I'm not doing this. I didn't. And everybody knows who's on the podcast. I did not quit my Wall Street job where I was making money. To be doing film and not liking and what I do, bored. and then be bored and hate what I do. I did not do that. I love to have fun when we're making film, and I love to do it with people that I love with. And like, I make films with right now at a point in my career, I make films with people that I love, and I feel like I'm like, I'm like, this is great making films with Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. let's make a let's make a film together. Well, yeah. I was literally just about to say that. I was like, hmm, I think, you know, so Garrett, we, I mean, Garrett, I can call you Garrett. What? You call me Garrett one more time. It's because, it. Call me, call me Garrett one more time. Oh, that's how like Southern, like Southern dad, like, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. Ruder. 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 I'll take this belt off. Don't make me take this belt off. That's, that's <laughs> my, that's my mom, dude. Yeah, my yeah, mom, my dad. Yeah. And then they'll get you with the buckle time. end every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're a real southerner, Rooter. And my family's from the <laughs> south. My dad's family's from Louisiana, and my mom's family's from Mississippi. So they did not play. We had to call everybody like, right. sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, yes. no, sir. You gotta, you gotta do with Miss- the accent. Yes, ma'am. Well, I didn't have. Well, I didn't have an accent. Well, I have No, <laughs> I'm from Charleston. We have a whole accent. I had an accent from Lufkin. Yeah, all right. had one. Did you take neutral American speech? How did you? How did you? You said had an accent. Yeah, I had one. I don't have one no more. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. I'm so <laughs> over you right now. No more. I know. But I'm always saying I say things wrong. Who, me? Yeah. Like when I said apricot earlier, you said it's apricot. 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 Is it apricot? Okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pecan or pecan? Pe- pecan. Pecan. No, no. Pecan. 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 That's out. Pecan. What? No. Yeah, that's a southern. <laughs> pecan. Anyway, anyway, I want to be I was just going to say that when we spoke on the phone and we were just talking about um, being integral individuals, I was like, okay, this guy, he's just, he's different. He's different. And now thinking about everything that we have talked about, I see some type of film in the future or series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing them. Um, I'm down for it. You, I'm down for it. I like making films with people that I like, that I actually and, like. And she can get it done. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Hold on. <laughs> Just so we're clear, what kind of film are we talking about? Hmm. We haven't thought about we it. We haven't yet. thought about it. We gotta, we gotta brainstorm on that. 
That has to be something that we we think over. We discuss. Yes, I'm not sure yet, but we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, okay. Um, top five. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Your leader. He said. Whose I'm name like, is on this on on my side? <laughs> my my name. I'm holding the conch. Okay, I'm ready. You can't ask any questions after I say this. Okay. Top five films. My top five five films. You just asked me a question, oh. and then you can't ask a question. Damn! Didn't he say don't ask a question? Mm. Evil Dead. For me, oh, oh, I like Evil Dead. Um, uh, I'm into really Hesher, which is okay. Kind of like my research, my more recent um, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. That's at the top for me. I have to add in. I'm a Julia Roberts fan, so it has to be Pretty Women. One, she it has to be my Pretty Woman, and my all time favorite it has to be Jurassic Park because mm. I love dinosaurs. So. Titanic. The Temptations. Do you like? Okay, so yeah. yours is ten. Okay, so you got you have two. Oh, um, three more. Or three more. You want to feel good movies, so mm -hmm. you got to go all. Oh, well, all romantic, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm into like really in action action horror the notebook <laughs> yeah my friend directed that oh really yeah like the, i just i don't know i love i love i love love yeah i'm into i'm <laughs> into like really i like i think i like really but honestly i, I also love comedy too mm -hmm. like i'm into i'm out spill it i'll be directing so i'm um, i'm i'm, 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 I'm going into directing mm -hmm. a little comedy so i'm into like really like comedy that's my thing i love to laugh and have fun so yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah all right well if you're gonna direct and you want somebody who can't ever remember lines and is like <laughs> moder moderately attractive male around my age that looks kind of like me hit me up i'm done <laughs> No, I'm totally into comedy, but you know that I'm totally into comedy. Yeah, like Flack right now. I think that's like, well, yeah, like I like the Coen Brothers, like the Big Lebowski is like mm -hmm. my like that's like I love that the Lobster. I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with that now. <laughs> Game of Thrones. You like Game of Thrones? I like Game of Have you seen the Lobster? Yes, I'm just thinking about putting your dick in a fucking toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that from the lobster? Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> is that a is that a lobster moment? <laughs> I don't know. She's dying laughing. I don't know what's going on here. I think I'm missing the joke. I'm a big indie fan. Like I love just off the. Have y'all seen Black Bear? Mm -mm. I haven't seen it. No, I want to see it though. Dope. Indie. Black uh, Bear. Palm Springs. Mm -mm. No, I haven't seen Palm Springs. Mm -mm. Not yet. Mm -mm. I need to watch. You should text us all yeah, these movies, text Ruder. Me. Text them right now? No. No, later. I, mean, I can just tell them to you. <laughs> we're talking. I know. It's a conversation. Why? We're, we're not, we're not what are like, they called? Are they millennials? <laughs> millennials that talk, they, like, they sit in the same room 
and on the same couch, and they just text each other, and like you don't ever hear them no, talk. But just like I, black, I, I literally wrote it on Black Bear. You see it? Yeah, Palm, Palm Springs. Palm Springs. I have Palm it. Springs, black Bear. Um. Well, I mean, I it's your you, I, your talk show. You can ask what you want. Are you are you into are you into like comedy movies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into comedy I, movies. I love I love I like I to love, laugh. Like, yeah, I love comedy. But for me, like I love like comedy, like so there's different types of comedy for me. There's like Will Ferrell comedy yeah, where if I want if I want like right. mindless comedy, I'll go that yeah. direction. I'm, I'm turning on Step Brothers all day long. Yeah. Anybody's nuts. <laughs> but I also like Napoleon Dynamite. Like yeah. I'm, I'm into like the like I'll do it like a Na Napoleon Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Or I get your dang quesadilla, huh? Tina, come and get your dang quesadilla. <laughs> so are you? So what kind of? I was of chatting, with, chatting with hot babes online all day. Oh my god, Ruder! <laughs> How do you know all these lines? I barely can remember everything. Because that's hey, his favorite part. Hey, hey, hey! Give me your talk. <laughs> you ever think anybody want to get a roundhouse and somebody wearing these? <laughs> I know we should watch the <laughs> So, so Ruder, what are your comedy likes? What are your um, Billy Madison. It's mm -hmm. Nudie Magazine Day. It's Nudie Magazine. Oh my god! Day. I like Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just, just because the water boy a cheetah. <laughs> you can do it. You, that's the foosball just for the devil. Oh my god, <laughs> the foosball. The foosball. Yeah. I love her. Oh my god. Uh, uh, I like a, I like a Vicky Valencourt. I like her very much. <laughs> that's an all time. That has to be I all time. That has to be it. I have to put that at the I top feel like that comments. was playing on TBS I know, but, every week. But I what love, about, I love, okay, I love Step Adam Brothers? Adam, that was like, that's when his movies, like, I really loved his movies. Oh, yeah. Billy, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those. those um, yeah. Tommy Boy. Yes. Yeah. Tommy Boy is a good them. one. When he used to shake his hair and be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? I don't know. What's your favorite baseball team? The Yankees. <laughs> oh my god! So, oh, so, so Ruder, we we are actually coming to the end of our podcast. No, you're not. The hell you are. Yeah, yeah. Like we have an hour. We only have an hour. We Dude. have an hour with the podcast. So you have an hour. Okay, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. We just did like. One episode one, we should do ten. <laughs> he should have started a whole sub podcast within the podcast. Oh, we could totally do a sub podcast, podcast. Maybe this will help us launch your comedy career. Yeah, we mm -hmm. could do. We could do. Um, a, you know, a hour, hour. Yeah, hour, hour with Ruder. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm funny. Oh Actually, you know who doesn't think I'm funny? Are you, uh, are my you wife. Curious? My wife doesn't think I'm funny at all. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. oh yeah, because she's heard them all. And oh, so my gosh. She, like, rolls her eyes, and, you know, it's new to everybody else who hasn't heard my shit before. But to oh. her, she's like, 
But that's okay because we're gonna you work with you on, on original content. So you're gonna have but, content that you put out, and then we're gonna come up. With I know, some but new she's content. also the person you practice with. So oh yeah, that's oh, oh you know what? Hold on, I got somebody else you gotta call too. Hold on, for comedy. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We we have time, right? We have plenty of time. Oh. <laughs> you gotta say yes. Yeah. Seriously, please answer. Please answer. I'm just. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's calling now? Who are, who are you calling? Yeah, I'm calling her. I'm calling her right now. I'm FaceTiming her. Oh, I'm my hoping God. she also, answers. We have, we're going we're gonna to meet somebody on the podcast. This is the first, guys, on yeah. our podcast. But it's She's okay. not answering. Because, you know, we just, we just, we, we're all about creating a safe space for you to be your artist. So. Or being present. Yeah. <laughs> She's not answering. Oh, we're not going to get the FaceTime. I know. Hold on. I'm going to call. I'm going to FaceTime my other friend, though. Oh my god! <laughs> it is Friday. You know, it is Friday. So. Is it really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, Friday it's Friday night. This is what we do on our Friday nights, guys. We, <laughs> we interview Ruder. Ruder and other people. Yes. And we work towards our dreams so that you can work towards yours. We do it for you people. Just FYI. We're just not out here hustling for ourselves. We want to give you the real real. Okay? <laughs> I just want to put that out there. You know, we're okay. trying to help people. Ruder. Ruder's Ruder. waiting for the place in the picture. I'm trying to shoot. Hold on. Damn it. She's He's not answering. She's in Texas. She's oh. in Texas. I think it's like Texas is, is it the same? Is that Fixander? She's a stand up comedian. Mm. Okay. And she's funny. Mm. Oh my gosh. No, you're funny. Yeah. No, you're funny. Oh, my God. I know I'm funny, Ruder. Thank you for the compliment. Are you I know you are, but what am I? Are you? I don't know what I'm saying. I think I'm witty. I think I'm witty. Witty and funny are two I, different I think things. I'm funny. I think I'm funny. Wait, wait. Hold know. on. What's the difference between witty and funny? I think it's a difference. I think witty is more so intelligent with a little bit of humor. Whereas intelligent, I think. Hold on, hold on. I, I want to hear your definition of funny then. But it's just the way that it's delivered. Whereas, wittiness is just timing too. I know, but wittiness is like, hmm, funny is <laughs> like it's you filling your whole like, you <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so just so we're clear, I'm funny. She's witty. You're yeah, like, wait, like when you're like, oh, just. <laughs> No, it's like you're making oh, but jokes. Oh, says like, it. Ruta says <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think I'm hilarious. Are you telling me I'm not? Well, okay? no. I want I want you to honor your I perception of yourself. Honor my. You know, <laughs> wow. Do you do you feel the shade? That was a shade. You feel the shade. That was not shade. I'm saying that I want you. To, if you feel that you're that way, I want you to honor that. I can <laughs> tell you that I if I were there, if we were live, I would give you a hug right now. Me? Uh, oh, look at this. Me, he would give me a hug. What? Hold on, look at this. This is a note. This is a note that was on my wife's computer. I love uh, you. Have a relaxing reading weekend. And we'll be back before you know it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Uh, and here's another one. Oh, my God. Like all these little notes around the house. Oh, that's nice. See, you people, it's nothing wrong with having a family and going after your dreams. FYI, there you go. No, that's very that true. That's very I true. Whole, I, I think that's the best way to do it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard enough when you love it. And mm -hmm. 
you know, if you to try to do it by yourself, fuck, mm-hmm. we're down five to one. <laughs> it's hard. I'm, um, I'm gonna drink a little bit of my water. Okay. This is a southern thing, guys. We drink in jars. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Is it a southern right? thing? Exactly because I feel is. like I feel like in New York, it's just considered farm to table. It's all the well. That's that's actually yeah. But see, they the do thing that is, at restaurants, but this uh, is like what you do. This is that's what we do at home. That's how we grew up because we can stuff. With, with jars, oh, with jars. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just yeah, drink out of jars. Yeah, mason jars like you do yeah. strawberry preserves or peach preserves. Yeah. Or, mm. You put them in the mason you jar. Pickle, you you pick lemonade. Your, uh, I think lemonade. Put your green stars. beans. Green beans in it. Okra, broccoli. Mm. Not broccoli. Ooh, okra. Okra. I mean, I, I use my okra. jars, but not. I mean, growing up though, we really didn't have jars. Love like pickled okra. okra? Mm. I, I just like had that. some fried okra when I was in um, LA. Okra. Or, or, or okra and tomato soup. That's one of my mm. favorites. That's really good. Yeah. I like that with the grilled cheese. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, you can tell we are big foodies. <laughs> and right, Tish, so- her husband, is a, like literally the most amazing cook ever. Yeah. Like he so can good. make anything. And it's just. Well, today he made something. Your husband's just probably Huh? Did he say Bobby Flay? <laughs> no, well, you know, Did you my- Bobby Flay. No, 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 but he makes a lot of southern. No, no Ruta, I knew he- I, I knew I didn't just hear nothing. Yeah, no, it. but he, you know, he does follow a lot of chefs, and he he makes like a southern delight. A lot of people might not not like it, but he makes pigtail and and um, palmol, hogmol. I don't know if you guys know pigmail. It's like. Um, it's like llama beans and pigtails and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, a, it's a sudden. I like his seafood it's pasta. It's all, it's, it's a favorite. And I'm he puts extra seafood when I come to visit them. <laughs> well, Charleston is the seafood, like um, everything. Everything. So. I know. In New York, you can't get good seafood. It's well, it's expensive. Yeah. When you do get it. Because so. they have to import it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so. Import so it from it. the Hudson River. <laughs> and that's yeah, so nasty. Ew. Well, that's what are y'all? I, I thought. Oh, are you in New York right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, I, we're well. I live in Brooklyn, and then I live in Charleston, South mm-hmm. Carolina. But she lives everywhere. She's always traveling. Yeah, I'm here. So I'm did here. you? You just flew in for uh, this show, huh? Well, actually, we're in mm-hmm. post for one of our projects, and I was supposed to go. No, start- for the podcast. For the podcast with me. Oh no 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 no, no no that's not why I came in real, but it's a plus. It's a plus that I get to see you. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy that we kind up kind of one. kind of Ruder. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling the vibe. I'm trying to see what it's I post. feel here. We're gonna. It feels know. like post because of the time we're filming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see what our vibes are through the screen. You know. I, I don't know. I, I think know. it's good. Yeah, uh, maybe. Come maybe. on, Tish. Look, uh, you and I like the same kind of film. Like, we do. Did, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. When, um, John Travolta turned around in the car, and he asked Marcus a question, and the gun shot him in the face. Did you laugh? I did. I did too. I did. A lot. I laughed I so much. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That does that No, that I, makes I, sense I, though, because if you like 
her husband and you would get along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's why, that's like why we have that same type of humor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We do. I can see it. We do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like super dark humor. I love yeah. I love dark, but that's what yeah. I do. Dark comedy. Yeah. She that's actually, what I would direct. Dark dude, comedy. Dude, why are we like, not working together? She's produced a lot of horror films too. Yeah, but I, I really like dark comedy. It just it's one of my things. Like it's just like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be good for Ruder. We're just gonna write that. Maybe that should be the film. It should be a dark and comedy. And it should literally showcase Ruder's comedy. Oh, dude. You should meet this I think guy. you can say whatever you want to say. You, you should meet. His name is Emerson uh, Fitzgerald. He lives in my head. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who He's amazing. That? He's a hitman and a serial killer. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But it's all funny. It's all funny. Okay. okay we got to manifest that, that character. I know, but that could be really hilarious. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Ruder. Coming out yeah. with characters. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. I think I think it could happen. What do you think? She's always looking for content. No, I am. I am. Always. You know, <clears throat> don't get me thinking though, Ruder. Don't get me thinking. I, I want to get you thinking. And um I remember one of my coaches said, you know, you have stinking thinking and you need to check up from the neck up. And I what disagreed with him completely. What is that stinking thinking? Stinking thinking. People come out. That's a stupid no way. I know. It's just like these. Um, what is it? Like these isms that people just get used to saying. It's just easier no, to that say that stupid. than to explain. That was pretty stupid. Like, yeah. Tell no, me. I really want to do. I wanted to explore the dark comedy route for sure. Yeah, like, absolutely. Mm. It's kind of like my. It's kind of like my thing. And my mm. like my mentor is like hilarious, and he like. Yeah, he's like a com which I, I why I absolutely love him. He's like a comedy guy too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, guys, I've never worked on a comedy. Oh, Shut no. the hell up! No, I, no, no. Not but either. isn't Queen yeah. Queenpin? Isn't it technically a comedy? Well, Queen yeah, but I wasn't given the comedy part. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. I mean, you can only be so funny as a militia guy who has guns that he's gonna buy and sell. Yeah. No, you would and, be. You know, literally, all you have to do is just turn on a camera. Literally, you should <laughs> just let, let him improv the just entire time. So earlier today, I did a um a press junket with Simon Phillips. He's he did a film with uh, Bruce Willis, and he was just talking about how called "Survive the Game." Uh, and he was saying how they just let it like roll on them. They just kept like improving and improving and improving. And he was just saying the funniest stuff. Like I'm gonna crouch like a panther. And I was like, what? <laughs> and when I watched it, I was like laughing. And I was like, there's no way they wrote that. So when I was interviewing him, I said, right, scripted or non-scripted? He said, no, you know, it wasn't scripted. Okay. There's no so, way. Okay, so when you watch Queen Pens. There's one part where I do say something that's not in the movie, in the script. And they're like trying to sell all these guns. And, you know, Kristen Bell's standing in front of me and, and Kirby. And then they're talking with um, Cassavetes on the other side. So, like, Cassavetes is here and I'm here. And then the girls are sandwiched in between us. And the girls are talking. They're like, you know, we'll sell them all for sixty thousand, and I just go, "That's retail." And they both <laughs> turn around and they're like, 
rattlesnake rattle and like that's my name is rattlesnake in the movie and like they're both like rattlesnake don't say that it's not detail and that was what yeah if you give me a microphone i'll say stuff you know make it happen you know what they say like uh you know 60 percent of the time it's it works every time Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well you're, gonna, well, you're gonna get it done. Yeah, Tish. He's, playing, he's, he's playing with us again. Oh, is he? Oh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, listen, no. my family had to tell me, like, at one point, they were like, Darkoya, like, they call me Koya, too, but they are like, Koya, you just, like, they just love messing with me because they know that they're just gonna get away so, with it. I just and I just sit there and watch you. I wait know. For you to I know. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's like floating. That's off. why I want to do this nine more times. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a very like childlike, optimistic spirit. I think so. Like it very positive energy. Maybe sometimes all the time. Maybe. Yeah, I want it to rub off on me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But that's what I'm saying. So you can get it done with Tish and then you can become the best version of yourself. Hey. <laughs> get it done with Tish. You yeah. see how that works? That's how that's because we, we like we like we're like the balancing besties, you know. Yeah. We just like, you know, you're letting them know, like, listen, this and that. And I'm like, it's okay. And so this, and we're going to shine light on this. And, hey yeah. Tish, do you how do you know Carl? Oh, we did a movie. I produced a movie with him. Yeah. We're producing. Well, what, did you just pick names out of a hat and just showed <laughs> no, up? And they're like, no. oh, look. I, so <laughs> I, I produced a movie a couple I years. A movie with. I, I produced a movie a couple years ago with Mike Manning and Nick Thur. So that's how I, I, I met Carl. So I did a movie with Mike yeah. Manning called um, Lost in America. Lost in America. Yeah. 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 So Mike yeah. Is, did you see Mike that? Did, yeah. I haven't seen it, but oh, Mike has told me about it. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet, but um, but yeah, Mike is like my really good friend. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. I know. Yeah, love Mike. I love Mike. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I that's how I know. And we um, all met at the Rump premiere, just for everybody watching. So we all we're like friends, even though we're hopping on this <laughs> podcast. We met each other. Ruder had oh, we just met. We don't, we don't know each other at all. Like, yeah, we well, just met. Well, we just met, met but we, we met, met at the rum premiere. And she's trying to say that there is there is history before the yes, before before context I, before the podcast. Yes, because some people we just oh, on okay. podcast, on yeah. the, just on the podcast. On the podcast. So yeah. we have to they put just that think out. We're just meeting for the very first time. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to put that put that out there. Wait till the second one. <laughs> oh Ruder's like he's coming so, back. So, so Ruder, because we we are going over our hour, mm-hmm. hour and eighteen minutes. I, we do want to ask. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We we want to ask you this because I think it's one of those things that we typically ask people, and I'll typically let you ask, but I'm going to ask it this time for Ruder. Okay. What ignites your motivation, and how do you stay consistent and persistent in following your dreams? I heard you and I'm still thinking about it. Um, it's not consistent. There are some days where I sleep till noon and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to do it. Um, there are other days where I get up and I want to do 
you know, I wake up at six o'clock and I'm just like, go, 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 go. Like today, um, I was driving down the road. I saw a friend who's in a band that you know that has sold over a hundred million albums. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen him in a little bit, like a couple months, uh, six months, eight months. I'm driving down the road. I see him and he waves. And I, don't, I, I drive a Jeep that doesn't have doors on it or a top. And he's like, dude, what's up? And so I pull over and... He's like, where you been? And I was like, ah, we were in Mexico. We we're shooting this movie, and um, and I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone who went to a concert in Vegas two years ago. And he was like, oh my gosh, tell him hi. And so we're all talking. And he goes, I go, were well, you hitting the road anytime soon? And he goes, well, we will next year. Why don't you go with us? And I was like, where? And he goes, just on the bus. I want you to be on the bus with us. I want you to just like go tour the country when we go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go do that. <laughs> so I'm going to do multiple legs of a tour okay. of this band that everybody knows. Um, and so shit like that happens. And I, I think part of it is like, if I'm, if I'm really thinking about it, my, I, I watch a lot of movies. And my head, my brain is all over the place. If you ask my friends, they're just like, it's fucking like the shit that comes out of his head is different than the shit that comes out of other people's heads. And I don't even say most of the stuff that comes out of my head or it's, it stays in there. Therefore, because it, it can't come out because it stays in. It's Dia de los Muertos at the Dodgers game right now. Um, <laughs> and then I have ADD. And so I'll watch three or four movies a day, um, which seems like, like, how can you do that? Well, I'll watch the last act of seven, like I did yesterday. And then at two 30 this morning, I saw, I spit on your grave too, because I was doing research for another movie. And then I was, anytime American psycho is on, I'll watch that because everybody needs to return videotapes and loves mm-hmm. 1980 when phil collins really came onto the scene and the third cd that they put out um but it's really just like calling people talking to people but like a genuinely and i think that's probably the most important is just like i have a genuine love and desire and, and i have a job type job too that i do 40 hours a week that I'm not going to discuss, but it's all legit. Um, but this is a, a hobby that I just love so much that I just devote all this time to. And um, But I still spend time with my family, and um, we try to have dinner as a family every night if we can. And um, But... Uh, you know, I wish I could say, fuck yeah, I wake up motivated every single day and, you know, I'm just go, 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 go with a heart on and, you know, for life and I'm going to make it all. And there's just times where I just get frustrated. And, um, mm-hmm. and then there's other times that I guess my personality won't let me stay there for too long. And, or I've found, 
I guess selfishly, I'll reach out to help people if I'm if I'm really thinking about it, and I think that gives me comfort in knowing that I can be helpful to someone, and I can introduce someone to somebody else that can help them achieve their goals. Um, I'm I'm very much an advocate of other people's success, and. I probably don't champion my own as much as I should, but fuck, can I like market other people and, you know, be in their cheering corner. But you know, when it comes down to it, I don't necessarily um, sit in my own cheering section, but I'm glad to see that the Astros are losing right now. Um, <laughs> we'll sit in your cheering section. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of doubt that hits sometimes. Like, you know, are you doing the right thing? And you drag your family across country, and it's a big. There's a big difference between. I mean, as you guys know from the South and California, and the, the morals and values and ethics that people have, mm-hmm. uh, they're totally different. Uh, yeah. Like, you can't have a gun here. What the fuck is that? Yeah, like, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, but back to it, I I just love film, and it's there's it's kind of indescribable. I I watched it when I was a kid. I I love knowing who did what. I like the behind the scenes stuff. I I like bloopers and I like trailers and uh, I like one liners and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Schedules you yeah. like, you like, <laughs> you like crew list. Oh, not that's that kind of one liner, you jackass. See, that's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love day out of days. Day out of days. <laughs> I can't wait to get a dude. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get the strips up on the board and fucking move them around. Hey, at first they need the shit out of this. <laughs> no, I'm talking about one-liners from films that are iconic. What do you call them? Like cult, um, cult classics. Cult classics. Yeah. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, cult yeah. classic. I'm gonna go with um, Army of Darkness. Evil Dead mm, Three. That's a good shop one. smart. Yeah. Shop smart. Shop at smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Clerks. I'm into like Clark. Like I, I like Clerks. Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you like um uh what's his name Kevin? Kevin um, Smith. Yeah. For some reason, I never jived with his material. I don't yeah. know why. I like I like Clerks. I like some of the original stuff. And mm-hmm. actually, I kind of like Dogma. A little like with Ben, it was like Ben Seller and um, I'm not Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck and um, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon, and it had rock in it, and it had like it was I, that was one of the ones that I did like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like Armageddon. It was like, no, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of underrated. I was so. watching Con Air the other day, and Dave Chappelle got stuck in the landing gear of the <laughs> plane. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. I was like, huh, huh. 
Yeah, he he did. I, I remember seeing him on a, a couple of things, and I'm like, oh snap, that's Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, he was he was out there trying to make. I'm it. such a fan of his. Yeah, such a fan. He's amazing. Well, how do you guys do it every day? Ah, well, part of it is this podcast. Um, I think the reason why we started it is just um, to help motivate and inspire other filmmakers and other artists, but not in a Well, I fucked that one up. <laughs> no, I, I disagree though. I think that this podcast was incredibly inspiring. And the way that we do it is through storytelling. Um, just because people don't wanna listen to a dissertation. What they wanna listen to is the lives of real people in this industry that are going after their dreams and doing it, but also picking up um, tangible tools, resources, and advice, and little nuggets that they give. Like we had um, Chris Mokey on the show, and he literally—we, I, I asked him a question that didn't have anything to do with what he said, um, and he ended up telling this beautiful story and landing on how he came out to LA um, just to check it out. He's from Minnesota, and he was saying how he went to hear uh, Clint Eastwood speak. And it was like a forum, only nine people were there. And um, and he was just talking and he ended up having- Are we gonna tell them the story before the episode comes out though? Well, this episode's coming out afterwards. Okay. So the I just wanna make sure yeah. that we get, we people can hear the story from him. You know they what I mean? will, this is coming. It was amazing when I watched that interview that you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but see, I know because it, don't worry, it'll be fine. Okay. Um, and so he was basically saying that, um, because this is good for the reference, because other people will reference it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And they'll, they'll say, oh, let me watch that episode. You see? Yeah. Um, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that he said that he went to, he was talking to Clint Eastwood, and Clint Eastwood was like, don't move out here. He was like, what you're going to do is you're going to, before you move out here, he was like, you need some type of pre-existing network, kind of like what that program did for you guys. He said, go. Oh yeah, it was huge. Exactly. So he said, go home, um, write a script, write a feature, um, and don't direct it, but write it and produce it and, and hire a director. And he did. And then they won Sundance that year. And that's what when- What film he, was that? He didn't say what film it was. He just, he just gen generally referenced it. So I don't even know. I have to look it up, but um, but that's his that was his introduction into Hollywood. And he was just saying, like, wherever you're at, whether you're in L.A., whether you're in a rural part of America, just create, create, create content and put it out there in the world and you'll find a place in this industry. And I just thought that that was that was so cool because I structured the questions and never in my wildest dreams would I have had a thought that he would have had a response like that. But that's gold because you do have people who might live in like Wisconsin or, you know, you hear people all the time and they're just like, how do I how do I go about getting in this industry? And maybe they can't move to L.A. or New York, but they want to do something and they just they just need to know how. So it was pretty cool. But I but I also think and to get back to your question, like how, what motivates me mm -hmm. is is that I just love the art. I mean, I know that I could be making money 
because I have, um, I will say like having a skill set, especially something where I'm very good at finance, but my creative self that we call it any inner, inner baby creative or creative baby, mm-hmm. whatever that is, it just won't allow me just to go back to that yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Not know, I'm like, I know the money thing is there. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. I know I could do it. Shout out to my friends in the Southampton living their best life in finance, you know, <laughs> with their two kids and their hundreds of millions of problems in the finance wow. world. Cause it, it is, it's like the Wall Street structure is just kind of messed up. And that's what I mean by that. But mm-hmm. Wall Street is just messed up. But but my my whole point is is that it's just the art. It's something about this art that reels me in creatively and where I just have to do it. Yeah. It's like something about creating and you know, it's something about the art, which is why I create art in and out of Hollywood. I'll do it for them. I'll do what I need to do there, mm-hmm. but when I really want to create something, I create it the way I would want to create it because I'm not doing it for the, like I could do it for more money. I could do it for the money. We do get paid. I I mean, I'm a line producer, so I get money, but you know, I do it really because I I love, I love this art. Yeah, It's, I love movies. I love the art. I love filmmakers. I love helping filmmakers, which is why we do this, you know, and I want them to be successful because I was once in their place. Mm. So, but guys, we are ending the <laughs> we are coming to the end of the podcast, Reader. Oh, we com- we're coming to halfway through the second episode of the podcast. Oh my god. We're gonna we might Reader just cut this in with- half. We might oh. just make this a two B's pod. We could to- we could totally do that. <laughs> Reader, you are you're inspiring. He- we might do a two piece podcast part Let one. Let me tell you about the time two. that I used to- okay, so I used to be real fat. Um what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What? Can I, did, did I say something wrong? No. Are you, no. Are, were you real? Are you playing with us? Are were you real fat? No, I weighed two hundred forty-two pounds. No, you mm-hmm. weren't. No lie. Yeah. No lie. Um, Ruder, um, you want to see something funny? Don't. You want to see something funny? Don't. No, I'm, I'm, Please don't. So I went on this app. <laughs> Please don't. And, it, and I, I went on this app, and I was like, you know, if I was fat, how would I look, right? If I was fatter, because I'm, I'm not super skinny but if i was bigger how would i look and this is what i did (laughs) oh oh my you're like i'm already married so (laughs) you said wait you said she's already married yeah she's like well sorry buddy (laughs) i'm like just for the last of it because it just was hilarious bringing out you know yeah. Hold on. Like, I'm gonna. I I what I was gonna show you a fat photo, but I can't find one because I got rid of them all. But <laughs> I I did. I ate them because um, I was. I felt bad about myself because uh, I would eat my feelings. Because if I felt bad, like yeah. I would eat sugar, and then I was yeah. like, okay, so tell me how bad this sucked. I'm like, well, I had a good day. So I'm going to eat these two fistfuls of Oreos and wash them down with a milkshake. Oh, man, you fat fuck. I'm going to punish you for eating all that bad food. And I'm going to eat more bad food. Yeah. And so I just keep eating and eating. And so I went from like 
buck seventy to one. I mean, two forty two. Of course, this is when we were having our first child, and you know, my wife was told that she needed to gain weight, and so I, like a good spouse, I gained it with her, and we went to Dairy Queen every day, and I just ate and ate and ate, and there came a point where I was like, I'm fat. And she was like, no, no, you're, I like the way you look. And then we look back at pictures. I was like, I should have never used you as a judge. Cause she, she's just like, yeah, we both, we both. Kind of, spouses uh, do that. When you just love, you like, I love you for yeah. who you are. You but know, that's the way it should be. Right. And then they'd be like, don't lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lie to so, me. I'm fat. They say I'm fat, aren't I? And it's like, well, if I really I was just you like, fat, would you even like that? I'm not going to tell you're fat. Why would you do it? She's not going to tell you're fat, Ruder. Why would you do that? Why would you, you know what? You know what? Don't put me in a position to call you fat. You see, she's married, so she got strong exactly. feelings about this. You see how passionate she is about Exactly. This. I didn't, I, so I, I removed the position of being able to say that I was because I was like, Okay, I'm gonna start walking. So I would start walking, then I start mountain biking, and then it was hot one day, and I have just my mountain biking shorts on, no shirt, and this guy's like, "Put a fucking shirt on!" Oh my <laughs> just God. like in that in that movie where uh, Chris Farley is in the middle, and he's like, you know, "Hey, fucking whale!" And he's like, "Oh, we're waiting for some wind." And I would have said, um, "Shut up!" up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, can you not cuss on your side? Oh no, I just don't. Not, I'm trying not oh. to more. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm know. trying. I'm trying not to because I've been swearing okay. a lot because people have been making me upset. So yeah, I said does. I'm going on a fast. I'm like cursing out people because when you deal with money, Ruder, you curse out a lot of people. And so the I'm fuck like, you I'm don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a line producer. Yeah, chewing ass left and right. You know, you just you just be cursing out. It's like you use a lot of profanity, people. I like you that. Do. I don't. You know, I would like so for I'm you to be to get off. I like that for you little. to be the line producer on my next movie. Um, and she would. Like no, but anyway, so I started riding bikes, and then I would fall a lot. And come here, buddy. Is that your cat? That's my dog. My cat should oh. be here in a little bit. Um, she brings in a rat every night. No, yeah, he told me. He oh. told me that. Oh no, yeah, every I night. Was, every she's night. Stuck, but she's really proud of the. the she's rat. a gangster. She's just fucking gangster. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would, I would ride would my cat outside if she did that. I just can't. I'd, I would ride, and then I started running, and then I was like, I'm gonna do a triathlon, and then a friend of mine was like, Yeah, I'll do one with you, and then we went from like doing one triathlon to you know the next season i was like oh we'll do a couple more and then it got a little bit better and i got a little bit better and i started like my clothes fit better and i felt better and then it was like we should do like a half iron man and my friends like dude that's ambitious and i was like yeah i know let's try it so we set it like a six-month goal and we ended up doing that and and then I was like, next year we should do an Ironman. And he was like, the fuck's wrong with you? Like, we just did a half Ironman. Like, why would you want to double what we just did? And I was like, I don't know, just to do it. So we did it. And then so we, we finished and, like, we're Ironman and we're so happy. And 
I was like, let's do another one. And so we plan on another one and um, a long story longer, uh, <laughs> ended up qualifying for the world championships in the, wow. uh, in the half, uh, the Ironman 70.3. Uh, he and I went and raced in uh, Cancun and I think he took third in that and I took fifth and we qualified for the world championships. And then in 2009, it was 2009, we raced in the world championships of down in Clearwater, Florida. And it was amazing to have 2,500 or 3,000 of the best athletes in the world. Cause it's one of the only sports where we compete with the pros like we, you line up right next to a pro and you've got helicopters flying over doing media and you've got a cannon that goes off and you go swim out in the ocean and it's just an amazing feeling to be able to go from like sitting on the couch being just miserably large and and like just not happy to yeah not happy and winning you know races <laughs> at least yeah. uh, but being able to go and do that and be successful with that and then i ended up i got hit by a car and then went down on a uh, broke my shoulder in four spots and went to the hospital for on another one and got attacked by dogs so what? i finally was like screw this shit i'm not riding anymore and so i kind of gave all that up in 20 10 or 2011 mm. but i um i left but anyway what i was gonna say though is that i'm super proud um i was able to get in shape and so i got in shape I don't know if wow. it shows. yeah i see yeah <laughs> i can see your rip yeah you can see the baseball game in the background um <laughs> i wish that i had a big photo like a before photo so you could see, um, but I don't. Oh, here's Carl. No, <laughs> no that's not Carl. but yeah. yeah. So, so Ruder, you were kind of like, just kind of like self motivated to try something different, so mm -hmm. you could lose weight. You were just. I've like done that. that a lot. Like yeah. that's one thing that um, I'm not scared to fail. Yeah. At all. Like that does not bother me in the least. I'm not, I'm not scared to look like a fucking idiot in front of people to fall on my face. I'll get up and dust myself off and do it again and I'll get better. And I've failed so many times at stuff and, and I've gotten a whole lot better. Um, I used to be scared to death to talk in front of live audiences or to groups of people. And so I went and got a degree in speech communications just oh, wow. to get better at it because I oh, realized wow. that, oh, I'm probably going to have to talk to people. I'm pretty good on one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two. So why don't I get better at talking to thousands of people? And so, so I did that. And you, I don't you, know, did that just, before, you did that before you started, um, you went into the arts or afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Like my, my background is totally different from art. Mine's from like sports and mm, okay. So you were an like athlete. That. that that could yeah. also that could also I 
I can see how that can feed over into maybe like your persistence and ambition in yeah. the arts because mm-hmm. you have to have like an athlete like mentality. mentality. So just to put this out there to our filmmakers, we talk about it all the time. Being in this industry is like being an athlete. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. I use that reference a lot. Like yeah. I was talking to her. I, I agree with that. And I'll, if I could even liken it more to, um, like when you train for the Ironman, you train. I mean, it's like another job, and mm-hmm. like it's nothing to go on a sixty-mile bike ride or an eighty-mile bike ride. And then once you get further along, you start doing. Like in the same day, you'll ride 130 miles and then you'll go run 10 miles or 11 miles. And you have to have a nutrition plan for it. You have to have a sleep schedule. Then you've got your program, like when you ride or when you run your whole program of uh, what you're doing that day. So I would take a Sharpie and I would like write everything down on my arm. And I'd be like, these are my intervals. This is how long my, my warm up is an hour. Then I've got to do 10 sprints at you know a minute a piece with a minute on, minute off. And then I've got to do other stuff. And so I would just have all of it written down and then just knock it off the list as I would go. And I think, and that's the approach that I tell actors, or I suggest that actors take. And I've suggested that to uh, my son is that you're in control of very few things, but your attitude and your hustle, you're in control of. Mm-hmm. And you know, why not have a great attitude about it and why not give it everything that you've got? Uh, like, I don't believe in plan B. I mean, it worked out for Brad Pitt, but, um, <laughs> but I don't believe in stuff like that i'm like just give it everything you have like don't have a backup plan just make your yeah. make plan a work yeah and i think if you give it everything you've got it's going to work it doesn't work on the time schedule or frame that we necessarily want but i think if we eventually get there like um that's a that's that's gambit fair. Yeah, that's a very yeah, um there's, there's a very that's a very athlete athlete's mentality because athletes it takes them years and years and years to sometimes win. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they're working hard, even though mm-hmm. they're training, even though they're positioning themselves and mm-hmm. taking care of their bodies, mm-hmm. sometimes athletes they win way way far in their careers. So mm-hmm. we think of our journey as as filmmakers or as artists as almost like being athletes, Mm -hmm. then that is a different way. Putting this out there for people just to change, because we're all about also changing your mentality, Mm -hmm. right? About how you think about what you're doing, because um, a lot of people think that, oh, if I don't make it by I'm 25 or I'm 30 or whatever. But Oh yeah, I would throw all that out the window. Yeah, Yeah. athletes don't think that way. They're just like, it's only a matter of time. And athletes really get involved in the process. Like they don't say, okay, I need, this amount of wins. They say, I need, like you said, you wrote down everything you needed to do. And that was what you tried to accomplish every single day. So you got involved in the process Mm -hmm. and it's the things that you do every single day that lead up to the wins. Right. It's not. I I completely agree. Like to, I, I couldn't have gone out day one and been in the world championships. Uh, 
but it, but I knew that if I did every single thing daily, and let's say if you're acting, for instance, if you do tongue twisters for 30 minutes daily, Mm -hmm. if you read aloud for an hour daily, Mm -hmm. if you take a different class, you know, if you think about it, like, well, if if this is a full-time job, Mm -hmm. I'm just getting paid for stuff. My work now, I'm getting, I'm going to get paid for it later. I don't know how much, right? but I mean, that's kind of how our gigs work. Like, um, look at, I'll give you Zoe Deutsch for instance. Um, I think that there should be a Madison, a completely separate Madison movie based off of uh, Zombieland 2 because her character was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure she didn't get paid all that much money for it, but her next one, she's probably gonna get paid a lot. Yeah. And, and, the, and I think that's kind of a peculiar thing about the way that this industry works is we're like, well, are we getting paid for the work we did now or Oh, no, it's like, what's your contract? Well, my last deal was, um, you know, Schedule F. And they're like, okay, well, we'll do Schedule F plus 10 or whatever. And you're like, well, if if you were to scale on the last one, then you have to negotiate. So I've found that, like, if you ne- if you can negotiate and know your worth and get as high an amount of money as possible on the first gig, it gives you a better starting point from your negotiations moving forward which is, you know, a different topic for a different day. But um, I do think that there's something valuable to be able to go in and look at it like it's a job and still love it. But like one of my best friends played for the Dodgers and he was like, I didn't love it every single day. But I knew, I mean, it was something that I had fun doing, but I had to go stretch. I had to have my nutritionist. I had to have my pitching coach i had to have a hitting coach i had to have my athletic trainer so there's all these different things and so if you're an actor you're like well why don't you have and i know it's hard when you're strapped for cash because it's like well how can i how can i have an uh an acting coach if i don't have the money well watch a master's class or a master class that michael kane does i mean he's amazing dustin hoffman does one uh, and he's amazing just to talk to him. Holy shit. Like I had to pinch myself so many different times when it was just me and Garrett and Dustin in Dustin's office for like three hours. Um, like, wow, that wasn't a surreal experience. I guess that goes back to one of your questions. Like, when did you know you made it? Well, <laughs> when I'm sitting there in Dustin Hoffman's office with my son and we're just like shooting the shit about different movies that Dustin had done. Um, but then you're like, well, did you really make it or, uh, so I guess there's levels. That's that's just like, like you, I, I, it goes back to what we were talking about measuring your success. It's just like, you, it's just like, you have to look at it as a step at at a time. And honestly, personally to like you being in the office with definitely with Dustin Hoffman is success because you valued the time that you got to spend with that person. It was like, sometimes you think it's about like making the money, but it's also about the experience that you get with people that you probably never would be able to get their experience, 
or for them to tell you something or give you a tad bit of information that you didn't have before to help you not stay on the same playing field that you've been on for the last 10 or 20 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So people don't understand how also mentorship really helps you level. And I am a product of mentorship. Mm -hmm. I'm a a product of mentorship. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know that sometimes it just takes for somebody to just give you just enough information and you think it has to be them giving you the opportunity. But when I'm telling you that information information. trajectory of your career, it will change how you see yourself. It will change the route that you're going on. Just a tad bit of information, which is why a lot of people pay. They they charge so much because they know that it's career defining information. Mm-hmm. But guys, so we are we are an hour and fifty one minutes into the podcast. Yeah, we have uh, we have eight minutes and some change left in episode two. We'll probably edit it. We'll edit it. <laughs> <laughs> but but we definitely <laughs> stay on stay on Rooter because we. We typically have like a post thing, a post conversation, but we definitely think there's a lot of really great things that you talked about in this career. But I do want to put out there one thing that I feel like was really important is how you measure your success. Like you have so much to be thankful for, so many lessons that you've learned, so many things that you got to do with your family. And I think that one thing that um, is really important when it comes to artists is sometimes you don't have the support. Sometimes you don't have people who really champion you as artists because a lot of people don't think artists is like being an artist is like a paying thing. Like they see people do it, but they're like, oh, they're like, like they're special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like they're special. They can do it, but we don't know if you can do it. And it might take mm-hmm. you 30 years to do it because the way that their stories are told, which is why we started the podcast, the way the stories are told is as if there was some magical way that they just entered this this industry. Well, there's yeah. always like what I'm learning and not just even in, in the entertainment industry, there is this narrative that the media pushes. And then if you dig deeper and you start connecting dots, you're like, wait, there was more to the story than that. And that's yeah. for everything. So, but I think it's also important to have people who can also like point that out to you as well. Like, we're best friends. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, well, wait a second. Can we just talk about all of your accomplishments in this year alone? And so I do think it's also about surrounding yourself with surrounding yourself with people mm-hmm. who can also say like, look at what you're doing. I mean, I see you and your family. I do have a friend who does that. He's like, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, how in the how in the hell did you do all of this in eight years? Like and it's, you, and all it's, the people that you know. And, if you, if you're in the New York, if you're like, we went to school in New York, mm-hmm. there are people in New York who've been doing this for 20 years. They have not had one job no. where with one recognizable person, mm-hmm. one job where they can take it and level up their career. So I, it's something to say, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying that there's something to say about recognizing like the success that you're you've been able to achieve Mm -hmm. just on that level alone because connections and networking is an invaluable tool in this industry which is why when people recommend you they hold you accountable the person who recommends you they hold that person accountable or they say oh i trusted this person Mm -hmm. to give me that recommendation so it's all a trust thing. So networking and having a community is such a big thing, which is why when people get that community together, it's very hard for you to get into that community because they have that. a they have a community of people and filmmakers that they trust. So building that alone 
is a success. And can I just say, when well, I look you. at you, you Ruder, we met your beautiful family. We met your wife, Jenny. We met Garrett. And you told us about your other two children. And what I saw was in this industry, a lot of people, sometimes they wait to start a family or they put their personal life on the back burner to achieve their version of success. I just see like this amazing, you guys are so sweet and kind to us. We met on the escalator and then we realized we were going to the same premiere. The way we were laughing on this podcast is the way that we were laughing when we were waiting for our <laughs> And I was like, wow, I think I'm I was- still waiting. Uh, yes, I, was, <laughs> I know you were the last one, but I just thought to myself like, wow, like Garrett was telling me how he had been on Manifest, but I think that the thing that impressed me the most on why you guys are so successful is you you have your you you have your family you all are happy you're thriving and you're going after your dreams and to me that is success that's just my version of success and I think that that's beautiful and that's something that anybody can envy you know so I, that's that's all that I'm gonna say well, <laughs> yes. yeah. so, so we want to put your your um, Instagram, social. social media. Guys, if you want to just laugh and see some more, <laughs> some more of Rooter stuff, please check him out. What's this? What's 006 Rooter? Rooter? That's your Instagram. Instagram. Wait, no, it's not. It is. Yes, you did. No. It was 006 Rooter, right? Yes. Oh. I've been I using mean, the wrong what? one. I didn't say six. Oh, I said zero zero Rooter. My bad. The My bad. Is this. <laughs> okay. it's, it's zero zero Rooter. No, yeah, like that. double O Rooter. Have... All right. Oh, it's look zero at that. Rooter at Instagram. That so fast. We got to say, yeah. please say, because we're going to cut it. Yeah, please check Rooter out at zero zero Rooter on Instagram, guys. Follow him if you want to get some of more of this. He's hilarious. I don't think he knows how hilarious he is. But please, <laughs> please knows. check it out. And remember also to join us every Thursday at 8, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 8 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Eight, Time. 7, 6, there's different 8 times. 8 p.m. Uh, what is it? 5 p.m. Worldwide. Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And 7 p.m. Central. Central, I got you, you guys. And big I ups know. to Spotify. Analytics don't lie, guys. You listen to us, and we're happy that you listen to us. So, Oh, I'm up. so glad that everyone listens to you. I'm going to start <laughs> listening to you. Yeah. Mainly because you're advocates of mine, and I'm like, why would I be foolish enough to not listen to you? Yeah, uh, which is, and you've said some very sweet things, which I appreciate. Yeah, but also our Spotify people, they love us too. So I always want to give them a shout out because they listen and yes. they listen. They keep our analytics up, getting us sponsors. And Thank we're coming you. to YouTube pretty soon. So look out for all of that. Yes. Yeah. So we want to thank you guys. And we will, Ruder, say say bye to Jess and and <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, let me see. To the chin. <laughs> How do you do that? Like two, 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 two,
this like that's a cute little video we should get karen to like film that for us i don't know y'all need a new intro okay we're gonna work on that (laughs) work on that think what uh, what is with the silent language (laughs) too legit too legit too too oh this is too legit too cute no that's a t then this is q Oh, oh, he's on Rose. I don't know. Okay. We don't know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Or R. T. I don't. We got it. We got to get it. When you edit it. Yeah. One. Play the outro. Play the outro. Stay on. Stay on, Ritter. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.